0: Hannah Humphreys is the founder of Nets Nest Shelter, and she
1: is our guest today on the Big Ideas Welcome podcast. That's right. Jalen Baker, the one and only Jalen Baker, returns to have these amazing conversations with 100 Knoxville Business Accelerator cohort graduates from the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center. Thank you to KEC, as always, for helping make this
0: possible. I am Chris McAdoo, and Jalen, I'm glad you're here. Oh, thanks. I'm glad to be here. Um, So today, I am introducing you guys to Hannah Humphrey. She's a recent graduate from the 100 Knoxville Business Accelerator Program, started by KEC with a goal of growing black businesses by $10 million in five years. So in this episode, I'm talking with Hannah just about her own experience with her cause. It's around supporting BIPOC women who are suffering from domestic violence, and she just talks about her own process of trauma and how she's gotten through it, the support system that has helped her get through it. So... Particularly this month in October, um, I encourage you guys, it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and so it's a great time to go and educate yourself about the cause and advocate for others who are suffering from domestic violence.
1: Thank you so much, Jalen. Thank you to Bank of America as well for helping make this possible. Now, Jalen Baker and Hannah Humphrey.
0: All right. Hannah, welcome to the Big Ideas Welcome Podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so, you are one of the incredible nonprofit leaders that has gone through the 100 Knoxville program. Tell me about your mission and why you do what you do.
1: So, NetsNet Shelter came about um, because of its personal experiences um, with DV. And I just wanted someone to be who I needed yep. in the time that I needed those services or just a friend. Yeah. Um. So our mission at Nets Nets Shelter is to move to a society where we hold zero tolerance for abuse and that we help victims and survivors retain their voice and keep their voice.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Very powerful. Um. As a young girl, did you see yourself advocating like this? Like what? How did you move into this?
1: No, as a kid, I always wanted to be a DA. Really? <laughs> um, and then wow. I realized how much schooling was <laughs> involved in being a law student, and I was like, eh, I don't think so. Maybe never
0: be. And then I wanted to
1: be a nurse. Okay. So kind of, sort of a nurturer still. All very
0: advocacy roles, but
1: yeah. organic chemistry just knocked me out the box. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up doing um, social work and then my program went to fully Um, In person Okay So I couldn't do that Because I have Three small kids I have a family Yeah And my advisor was like Why don't you just Do psychology It's the same thing Yeah (laughs) He was like You will have the same coursework. You won't have to Repeat anything And I was like But I don't want to Be a psychologist (laughs) And he was like You don't have to listen To other people's problems Right You can do community relations And I was like Really And he was like Yeah (laughs) Yeah. And I was like Okay cool And then My degree is In psychology now
0: Wow that's really awesome. I love how you had a voice that was speaking to you to help you understand the breadth of the study. Because, it. yeah, I think a lot of times we think, sit on a couch, mm-hmm. lay back, tell me your problems. <laughs> but it's much broader than that. Mm-hmm. So you're out in the community. Yeah. Tell me the meaning behind Nets Nest Shelter. What is that? So
1: Nets Nest Shelter is a tribute to my mom who passed away due to um, a domestic violence situation. Okay. Um, her name is Nanette, and um, f- friends and family call her Nick. Okay. So she has three kids, and we were all her baby birds. So mm-hmm. Annette just sounded right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like her protecting us, but shelter doesn't mean, in my case, it does not mean um, housing anyone. Right. It just means a safe space.
0: Mm hmm. Okay. Wow, so it really grew from your your personal the the story that is very close to you because mm-hmm. it was in your family, right? Um, which I'm imagining gives you a lot of motivation, but also can be hard maybe to separate like helping people through trauma mm-hmm. can often trigger your own. How do you kind of set those boundaries to keep being able to help and give back but not feeling too overwhelmed?
1: Um, I'm still working on that. Yeah. Okay. In process. Um, trauma is very funny. Yeah. Trauma is very tricky. And sometimes you think you're over things and then the slightest thing can trigger it again to where you're like, oh, my God.
0: Yeah, that's not gone.
1: Um, so I do take still. Back a lot of times where I don't do anything, Um, I still help people find resources, but I won't do any teachings or I won't come speak or tell my story or anything like that just because I need mental capacity to be able to come back and do it. Yeah,
0: yeah. In those times when you step back, what are some of the like habits or strategies that you've implemented or are learning to implement (laughs) to take care of yourself?
1: Um, I usually work on my craft and how to um, perfect like the teachings that I do. So I look at other things or other organizations and how they are being implemented in the community. I usually give back like monetarily sometimes um, during those times of me stepping back or I'll share a lot of things. Um, I usually shop a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, So my bank account really
0: feels it. When I step I, back. We're on a break. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we need to be on a full break. <laughs> um, But usually that's what I do. And then I, I try to do some classes to, um, to better myself in this realm of the work that I do because it's yeah. so heavy. Yeah. Um, So, yeah.
0: Okay. And what kind of, community um, support system have you been able to build to kind of help carry your family and and yourself through times when it can be really hard and you need to step back? Um,
1: my friends, they kind of know when I'm like kind of down or out, yeah. um, they'll be like, come, let's have a drink. Let's go eat because I'm a foodie. Okay, good. Yes, food <laughs> is the food. best therapy. Um, okay. Let's do this. They try to send me little funny things or I just try to spend as much time with my family as I can yeah. so that it'll take me to a different place mm-hmm. so that I can, you know, kind of bounce back or move myself to a better place.
0: Yeah. The people that surround you are really, really important. Yeah. I'm glad you have a good framework. <laughs> um, tell me about your family, about your your girls. Oh, um, the like three your, Yes, yes. Tell me all about them. So I have a five-year-old
1: <laughs> who's entering kindergarten. I have mm-hmm. a six-year-old who's entering first yes. grade. And I have a seven-year-old who's entering second grade. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I have all these kids. <laughs> Like, what was I thinking? But they really keep me grounded. Um, I've been married for almost 10 years. Um, Family means a lot to me. Um, I feel like it's family over everything, honestly, Mm -hmm. Um, just because I feel like I got shorted a lot um, growing up. So I try to give my kids and myself... um, we try to give them a lot of experiences that we didn't get to experience as yeah. kids. Um, I try to parent them different, but sometimes I also find myself parenting them the same way that yeah. I got parents yeah. Um, So it's a learning process. Um, I let them... Join me when I'm doing certain things, um, especially when I'm teaching kids um, or teenagers. I let them join me so they see and they hear and they just get to experience different walks of life and things. So they'll be well-rounded also. That's amazing.
0: What would you say um, is your hope or your dream for your daughters? Like comparatively looking back at past generations and wanting to shift and change that story in your family so that it doesn't repeat itself what what do you envision for your girls
1: um that they always keep their voice Mm -hmm. no matter who says what's right like do what's in your heart and what feels right for you um don't let anyone ever try to make you feel bad for doing you or being yourself because you have to live with you at the end of the day
0: yeah so if they do that, then I'll be <laughs> proud of <mama>. them. <laughs> okay, good. Good. I love that. Um, Tell me about your experience in the 100 Knoxville program. What was one of the main takeaways or mentality shifts that you had going through
1: um, the program? To fail.
0: To fail. And to be okay big, with it?
1: And to be okay with it. Everything is not going to be straightforward. Right. Sometimes you have to experience failures, and it's okay to fail because – Once you fail, you know what you did wrong, you know how to reconvene, whatever the idea was or your mission or how you went about something Mm -hmm. to be able to ask for help the next go around. Don't try to do everything yourself and be a super person because that's exhausting. (laughs)
0: It's tiring. (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds like you maybe have a little experience trying to do that and now you're not doing that anymore. Okay, (laughs) good.
1: Um, That was my biggest thing And to hear um, success stories From people who started out so small Like we're starting out And for them to drop real gems on us Like get somebody to help you Ask Mm -hmm. for help That doesn't mean you're weak It doesn't mean that you don't know what you're doing But why reinvent the wheel when it's already been
0: invented? Right, (laughs) Just let it roll (laughs) Right Such good words I'm taking that to heart right now (laughs) (laughs) um tell me about like your current focus in your work are you um targeting kind of a wide demographic or like who are you working with and what are you seeing out in the world so when I
1: very first started when I first started I wanted to be another advocacy for adults Mm -hmm. it's particularly BIPOC women um that that took a lot yeah (laughs) um I feel like that there is so many resources out there for adults, um, known and unknown, that we forget about the step under the adults, the babies, the kids, the teens yeah. who are experiencing these things at home, who are experiencing these things in their relationships. So I had to really take a step back and look at this forgotten, like demographic and this specific um, age group. And honestly, mm-hmm. that's where my niche is now. Yeah, um, I find more success, like me being able to reach more of the teenagers. So I have had the pleasure with working with Emerald Youth. I have had the pleasure of working with Knox County Health Department, um, just targeting those age range. And I think that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to shift my mission a little bit to teen dating violence awareness. So. Okay. One of the big things that I'm working on right now is trying to flush out a campaign in February for teen dating violence
0: awareness. Okay. All right. We'll be looking out for that. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Um, What is something you would ask of the Knoxville community in like, how can we support you What's something that you need?
1: Um, Be open to having conversations about domestic violence on both scales. Um, it's not a you problem it's a us problem right. because people in our community are suffering from this in silence and they don't know how to or they don't feel comfortable right. um or just get yourself acquainted with the language that they use or the signs on how to spot someone who is in a situation where they may need external help and learn what resources are out there. Look yeah. me for a teaching.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, to come okay. and talk
1: to you guys about it just for the basics of DV.
0: Okay. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. Was thank you. Helpful. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the Big Ideas Welcome Podcast. This show is produced and edited by Anthony Palmer and is part of the Palm Tree Podco Network of Podcasts. Big Ideas Welcome is hosted by Chris McAdoo and brought to you by the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, a nonprofit business accelerator located in the heart of downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. You can learn more at knoxcc.com and submit your own big ideas and entrepreneurial adventures at MadeForKnoxville.com.